1: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
2: All right, welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode eight. We've been out for a week. I was away on vacation and I couldn't trust these two to figure things out while I was gone. So we're back. Um, I am here with Paul Pinto, Derek from Alden, and I am Chris Zep for Make Everything, and we will jump right into it. I'm looking at Derek and trying to figure out what have you been up to for the last two oh, weeks.
1: God, I've been up to a lot. A little bit of everything. I um, you know, it's funny, I went out the other day and I bought a whiteboard because I have to write down what I'm working on. My wife came down and she said what are you working on? I'm like this, 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 she's like, you got six things going at one time. And it's like, that's what I do all the time. It's like I pick away at like every little project. And then like today I finished four of them up today and it just, I have to concentrate like on one thing, you know? And, um, so I was doing signs again, um, a bunch of flags. I did, Jesus, I did, I think 10 flags all together and they were all sold, which was nice. So, and then I got two more ordered. Somebody had ordered a um, Mexican flag and an Irish flag, and the Mex- a combo. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, one, it's a not a Mexican Irish combo. It's an American um, Mexican and an American Irish, Mexican. Mex- and yeah, American. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Mexican one, it's kind of thrown a little bit of a wrench into it. So the crest in the middle. I have to do that and you know the kid was good about it he was just like if you want carve it make it black but i want it done nice i seen a video on how you could literally transfer the image onto wood so i'm gonna try that paul's gonna help me with it he got dragged into this so he doesn't have enough going on yeah he's gonna do some photoshop tricks so um so that'll be cool and if it works like this video showed, it should come out pretty cool. And I'm hoping, you know, it might inspire some other people to order some Mexican flags or anything that has, like, a crest on it. I mean, you could cut it and paint it, but that's just – I mean, it would be so expensive. I mean, it's a pretty elaborate little thing they got going in there, so. I think
3: but, you need um, a printing press from the 1700s.
1: Oh, I have a small one on my bench my bench. How from big Jimmy. can it do? Um. I think like probably like five by seven. Oh yeah, so it's small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But could you
3: do something like that in a printing press technically or no?
1: Um yeah, but not really, because all the different colors. Yeah, Yeah, just all the different Uh, colors would be. I'm thinking more like screen
3: printing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah,
1: you could do that. But like if you had a bunch of orders for it, or if say like your state flag was like that you wanted to do a bunch of them and um you know something like that it's pretty easy I, I i um wanted to try that doing like silk screening i don't know if you ever happened to
3: at art school
1: yeah yeah it's pretty easy to do you know yeah. it's not that involved it's more impressive looking than it actually is but yeah
2: just making the screens are a pain in the ass the actual yeah. printing is easy but i remember like i did it in school too and i remember the last project i went to do When I went to, so you expose the the ink, right? And UV light, and then you wash out the negative. I went into the washout room and I washed, and everything went. Everything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) if If your emulsion was like, if your emulsion got exposed to air, it would go bad, and you had to write the date. Anyway. I spent all this time, I went through the whole process, I yeah. go into the washout room, I start to see my design poking through, and then I just start to see my design and everything just wash yeah. away. I just said, I'm done with this. I packed my stuff up and I left. And that was the last time I ever screen printed. It,
1: it's a shame. You just reminded me back in, so w- when I went to school, it was um, K through seven, then they did, it was actually seventh, eighth, and ninth, and then high school. In in junior high, yeah, we had a junior high school, so seventh, eighth, and ninth, and they changed it to eighth and ninth. But anyways, we used to have to take every year. They had um, two like like shop classes. So it was like woodwork and sheet metal. Then it was printing and I think it was drafting. But the printing one, it was awesome. And then like in ninth grade, you could take it again. So I took printing again and sheet metal work because it was just fun. But mm-hmm. you would do print stuff and you would have to do that. Like in the we had a dock room and everything. And it's so crazy. So it's funny when we go up to Jimmy's and now we, he runs his printing press. It's like, you know, people get nervous. We were in the eighth and ninth grade using those ourselves. We had four of those huge. One of them was, i love to know where it is, probably a, a dump somewhere, but we had yeah. one of them was huge. And um, it, like, we would just, Stand around it Would screw around with it And um, You know I, I can't imagine The shop teacher Must have been out of his mind Thinking like One of these kids Is going to cut their fingers Or hands off you Did know? they run
2: off a belt Like off um, a big slack belt With a motor no, on the ground no, Like Jimmy yeah, yeah
1: Yeah Yep Just like that They Yeah They were right next to each other There's four of them And then behind it They had the thing To do the proofs The big steel drum With all yeah. the gears Everybody would catch Their fingers in that oh, And would have God, to go To the nurse I going to say That's stuff.
2: like That's a finger remover That um, Oh, yeah
1: yeah yeah that that was that was bad and um you know the paper cutter and all that stuff it was a lot of fun though it was just it was great you know it was um you know you do all the type and everything but anyway so that's what back i was i was the, yeah back that, in the 40s yeah back in the 40s yeah exactly no. <laughs>
3: I never got to to the, um well i don't I, honestly i'm so tired i don't even know but i I just got back from a job installing like a little over 90 feet of galvanized railing um, up on a second floor like deck at that hotel I do a bunch of work at. And that went pretty well. Um, no, no problems there. Everything fit together perfect. We, you know, made it in sections and the sections were actually bolted together um, at the bottom. And then I, I just welded a little bit at the top because they're adding wood um, like a wooden top rail. So the top of the railing is just flat bar. And then I hit the little tiny section that I welded with some spray galv, like some cold galvanizing compound, and it's getting mm. completely wrapped in wood. So it doesn't really matter anyways. Um, and it was just easier cause I couldn't use bolts cause it would interfere with the wood rail and everything. So, um, that's what I did today. The other day I, um, finished up those stairs that I was doing finally after we had to make some changes to, um, to the dimensions. I got them blasted, and then I primed them, and we're going to install those things soon. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I've been doing. You're
1: installing those?
3: Yeah, yeah, we're installing them. Um, And then they're going to install the wood, and then they'll paint it. They're using some, like, really expensive, like, tenemic paint or something that they're going to have their painter do it. Um, Is that residential?
1: Is that for a residential job?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, The GC is going to. Handle the painting and he's gonna have his carpenter do the wood treads and stuff. I think he's using like ePay. Wait, how do you say? It? I pay? ePay?
1: ePay, whatever. Pay?
3: Yeah, I don't know. It all um, depends what side of the tracks you're from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's putting the uh, ePay treads on there. Um, and then also, those stainless railings that I have to do in the future are also gonna be attached to this stair. So on one side of the stair, I had to weld stanchions um that come up and those are gonna, those are going to get painted obviously too because i didn't i didn't want to weld stainless to mild steel i-beams so the stanchions are mild steel and they're going to be painted and then the, the railings that are going around them are going to be stainless it's kind of a hard design to like talk like explain but once people see them on like instagram and stuff they'll understand what i'm talking about um
2: and that's, that's pretty awesome much that's it, exciting
3: besides those racks that are like 10 feet too tall that i'm, I'm making yeah.
2: Let's talk about the material racks. When I I thought you were going to tie those into columns in your shop. I didn't realize no. you were just going to bolt those to the floor.
3: Yeah, because I wanted to be able to like utilize both sides of them. So I, I figured, oh, let me just get – I ordered a 40-footer and a 20-footer. Uh, it was like a W5 – I don't know, W W5 by something. Um, and I figured, oh, let me just cut six – I'll cut the 40-footer in half, have three 20-foot sections. I'll cut – six feet off of each section make it the bottom part like the bottom part it's like an upside down t and then i'll have 14 feet for the top and i'm like that should be good right and i always forget just how tall things are and then once you stand them up after they're made they're like so (laughs) outrageously tall did you post it on
1: instagram i didn't see them i
3: posted some stuff on my story story. oh i did post a picture on my instagram where i'm like climbing on it yeah Um, (laughs) but i have two two out of the three done And it's so funny because it's like mount, it's welded to the bottom I beam. But you know, since it's an I beam, the web in it, you know, doesn't have much strength. And so the thing like rocks back and forth. I climbed up (laughs) and it rocks back and forth. So I need to weld some stiffeners in there and I'm going to weld some cross braces in and tie them all together um, so they don't move. But I just well, if,
2: you put, if you put if you put 8000 pounds of material on it it probably won't move too much until it Probably not. If it does you're really in trouble. Oh <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I'm yeah, looking geez, at the yeah. picture now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That I want to make
3: probably another at least another set of those possibly three sets. Um, yeah. I want to have a bunch of material and I want even like sell stuff in the future, but I made it so that I could um, run the the scissor lift behind in between the wall um and i could just i'm gonna make like little hooks that attach to the scissor lift and i'm just gonna keep light you know stuff that's way up high i'm not gonna keep really heavy things up high so kind of oddball stuff and really light um you know pieces of material i'll keep up high and i'll just pluck it off with the scissor lift and all the heavy stuff all the heavy plate and bar and stuff that'll be kept down low so i could just how much
1: weight you think that would hold
2: like i don't know what are the sticks what are they Three eighths by four
3: they're, um, no, they're, um, half by two and a half. And I just, I did, I used bar instead of tube because I figured it'd just be easier to shear everything on the, uh, iron worker. Cause I don't have a great saw yet. I still need to get that Marvel saw eventually, but mm. I just had Fred shear like hundreds of arms on the, uh, iron <laughs> worker. so yeah. So they're three feet, mm. they stick out three feet. And so I just use some dual shield and welded them on there. They're not going anywhere. That's nice. I love the dual shield. Oh, it's the best.
1: Yeah, it's Derek, different. have you ever welded with dual shield? Just up at Jimmy's one time.
2: Oh, when I did the striking anvil, uh, welding the half inch, welding the one inch plate to the two inch plate, I set it up on the on the, the that 360 size welder, so it had all the power in the world to burn it in. It's so nice. It mm, literally yeah. lays in like it's like glue. It lays yeah. in like a really fast caulking gun. It's like just. Psh, burns right in
3: (laughs) it's less spatter it's quieter like it it, but the other thing which i i gotta try for that new suitcase welder i just got i have like flux core but like 16th inch flux core wire Hmm. Um, so it's real thick and that's not even that thick when it comes to those suitcases and stuff um and it's weird it's like it's it's i gotta get used to using it because it looks totally different than stick mig short circuit mig or the dual shield stuff um so i gotta get used to that but the dual shield's so easy to run um but it's hot it's real hot so you got to be careful on what you use it for mm-hmm. it'll melt you know thin stuff away um, it
2: smokes up a lot too i mean your shop's big and you probably don't notice yeah, the smoke, but in my shop like, it's brutal you
3: probably can't even breathe you, don't you have yeah. a uh whatchamacallit fume extractor? i have like a, a smoke
2: eater yeah i have a fume extractor and i run a couple of fans just because i have smoke alarms in that shop so like uh, I just moved, I moved the air a lot, but even just like, you know, you're, you're, I was welding like underneath that thing. So I was creating like that cloud yeah. smoke and then you're constantly pulling your hood on and off yeah. to check it. And it's like, it is, it is smoky no matter what you do. And it I'm runs gonna, so hot, it burns the oil off, you know, the yeah. material that much faster.
3: I'm going to get one of those little, uh, welding helmets with the vacuum or not the vacuum, the air thing around your waist. And it sends fresh yeah. air, filtered air into your helmet it's just like yeah. i gotta i gotta you know i gotta survive i can't die yeah
2: yeah there's yeah. a guy I'm on instagram dumb. um there's a guy <laughs> on instagram i don't know if you guys follow him and i'm gonna have to look up what his instagram is but he's um, a full-time metal worker and he just like built his own one of those oh, really? out of a uh he used like you ever seen those those um out of a, a masks no you ever seen those snorkeling masks where the snorkel tube comes out? The oh, front? yeah, yeah. So he took one of those and he essentially like put a, a hose on that to a little uh, air pump with a 3M filter. And he hooked it up to an 18 volt Milwaukee battery. Oh, yeah. And he built essentially, he built one of those, you know, I, I forget. It's called like a PPAP or something like that. Yeah. But he built one of those things and whatever he's got, like he said, he's getting eight hours of runtime out of it. And his is so slim. It actually fits under his welding hood. Oh, so wow. he can wear it while he's welding and grinding, um, and not have to deal with, you know, you know, because if you're, if you're wearing those for one of those for welding, I would assume, well, it does have the grinding shield too. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting that he built his own considering that to buy one, I think they're like 1500 bucks. So it's not like, it's definitely it's definitely worth the uh, attempt at building one if you're trying to save the money, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I,
1: I When I see people that weld, if I welded every day, I would have one of those helmets because it's just so much smoke, and it yeah. just yeah. It can't be good for you. You know, it's no just
3: it's for
1: you. You know, it's just nasty. I a lot so. of times
3: I'll just use a fan and just blow away the smoke um, mm-hmm. as I'm welding. Just, just get a fan set up. Um, but I need I need to get one, I, especially stainless too. When you're welding like stainless TIG welding, like the fumes suck, and mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't think about it. you're like, oh, it's TIG welding, it's like clean, there's no smoke. But the stainless fumes are not good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you really do Do you, you spend a it. lot of time cleaning your stainless before you weld it?
3: Yeah, you got to clean it a little bit with like some acetone. I even have like a stainless cleaner. Um, mm-hmm. But I forget. Yeah, I think I got. I got to just
2: th- try to run it hot enough that I burn through all the dirt. That's Matt good. always yells at me. <laughs> tells that's me the way to, that's the way to do it yeah,
1: i think matt's right there
3: yeah he's definitely right and when i <laughs> yeah. weld
2: aluminum i just try to i just burn uh, it just
3: you can't adapt you can't yeah. do that yeah there's no yeah.
2: way yeah the aluminum's crack. real you know, it's it's gotta crack.
3: be clean that's well yeah you just re-weld them you just re-weld them <laughs> yeah you just you use like you know eight you pounds of rod all the way right and then you just penetrate right all the way through the crack that's right but, trying to find this guy's Anyway,
2: I have been away on vacation for a minute. Um,
3: and that was just unheard of. Uh, how are you? <laughs> was, bi-
1: how are you biking with boots on?
3: What, yeah, I can't. <laughs> even, I saw him in a normal T-shirt and in normal jeans. He didn't have his tape yeah. measure clipped. I had no tape
2: measure paper. for like a week. I, uh, but I did subject poor Angela to like multiple stops for like going to antique stores, going to this like this really cool place in Michigan that I'm gonna talk about the tool shop. I I I bought a vice on Letgo. I literally messaged a guy on Letgo and ma- managed to find a way on the route to meet this dude in a parking lot on our way south through Michigan and buy a vice from him because I was like, you know what, I gotta I gotta hit all the stops here. You yeah, know, it's like, like a I little
3: did. souvenir. I was gonna ask because I saw you know the pictures, the little bed, the lights, yeah. the pillows, and everything. If there was like an iron worker, brand new, like let's say there was like a piranha, oh iron god,
1: worker, oh, like
3: god. like the deal of a century, <laughs> like the guy was giving it away, like a thousand dollars. It's like a seventy-ton <laughs> iron worker. You could not like was the bed getting strapped to the roof? And the iron worker was getting taken home or were you going to leave? Would you the leave? The bed was
1: going
2: to be at the antique shop. Yeah, the bed would have been, the, the bed would have been broken down and yeah. we would have been staying in hotels yeah. the rest of the yeah. trip. <laughs> we actually thought. only spent three nights in the, in the van. Oh um, really? The other ones we spent, cause we went to this Island where you, you can't bring your car. There's only, there's no cars. Oh, so wow. like we had to stay in a hotel there. Um, we stayed in a hotel in Michigan on our way to Pittsburgh And then we uh, stayed at her grandmother's house in Pittsburgh. So like we were gone for a while, but we only spent three nights in the van. I kept thinking I was going to find a power hammer because we spent a lot of time in we spent a lot of time in like just driving through really rural parts of Michigan where you're, you know, it's like being up by Jimmy's where you've got like just barn after barn after barn. And, you know, how every person has the uh, they have like the 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 it's not a plow the that like farm implement that, that looks like a giant thing. fork the rake they yeah. all have those like a lawn ornament you know but like i've seen now i'm 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 looking out for something that probably doesn't exist because i see andrew's stories where he's driving by some guy's house and the guy's got you know uh, a power hammer and three vices you know chilling yeah. next to the mailbox staged um, you know, I was thinking, like, hey, listen, if I come across, like, a 50-pound little giant, I will figure out a way to yeah. tip that thing on its side and put it into the van, yeah. and I will take it home.
3: Angelo's going to be tightening <laughs> down ratchet straps right. know, in that That's van. Right. <laughs> That's it. We're, That's cutting right. the trip. We're cutting the trip short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you'll but never, no, I mean, you never find one, though. Like, I, I don't know where they are. Like, Andrew seems like you could throw a rock out of his front door, and he hits, like, a power hammer somewhere. It's crazy.
2: I don't like know every, what it is about Texas that, like, Texas because, is, I mean, I maybe know. for farriers, but, like, you know, plenty of other pl- co- places in the country had as know, many, right? if not more, you know, horse farm. Like this and-
3: area, like New England and New York, you'd think, like, had the most industrial stuff, but I think it's all gone because it, it, it mm-hmm. all ended a while ago. Like, Connecticut's wiped. So like, Connecticut had a ton of industry. Like, all yeah. along, like, the uh, whatchamacallit, Naugatuck, like, River Valley. I don't know what it's called. But there was a ton of industry, like, and it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Nothing's mm-hmm. left, though. It's weird. Yeah,
2: it's, it's weird to think that, like, I mean, it just seems like every farm he goes to in Texas, like, there's a power hammer hiding. Sitting there just sitting It's, and it's crazy to, to think that Might be. of all the places we've gone to, though, and all, like, the digging that we've done, we especially in, like, I've never seen one, I, and it's not even like you've ever like uh, Paul. You didn't go to Smiley's yard up by Jimmy's. No. Derek, did you ever go to Smiley's? It was closed.
1: I've seen it, but it was closed. So like
2: Smiley's yard is like literally, it's it's like fifteen acres of equipment and machinery. There's not one and there. He doesn't. He has like everything that looks like an iron worker until you. I mean, a, a power hammer until you walk up to it. You know, like uh, he's yeah. got so much farm implement. And you just think that, like, if somebody would have found one in that area, it would have been him and it would yeah. have been in that mm. yard because he gets so much stuff. But I don't know. I, they're just not up there. But, yeah, that like, was Texas what I was is my so eyes big.
1: For. Texas is so yeah. big, though. I mean, it's like where I am. It, that's what always amazes me when you drive across country and it's, like, so rural. It's like where I am, you drive for an hour and a half and it's still – you know, city. It's like yeah. you know what I mean. It's like it gets pretty rural, Texas is so big. It's like yeah. you know he might just be driving, and it's just country, you know, countryside, and you know,
3: yeah, I,
2: I don't know. But it's He's
3: got the connections, know. though, and he does it yeah. way more than we do,
2: of course. But like, so while I was on this trip, like every time we would stop, I would um, go on facebook marketplace and let go on craigslist and just start like typing in like the buzzwords right you type in vice anvil i didn't find like anything and i was talking to the guy so when i I stopped at this place I, i guess i'll just talk about it now i stopped at this place called the tool shop it's called the tool shop and the workshop and it was it was a really cool place it's the guy and his father they wanted to make a maker space so they bought this building and they have like probably a 4,000 square foot maker space, nice wood shop, very clean, beautiful wood shop, nice little metal shop, uh, like little welding area. And then they own a consignment tool store Uh, and, you know, he's right in the Detroit area. So you've got all the, you know, you've got a lot of older machinists and, and, you know, sheet metal guys. And he said that most of his phone calls are from widows, you know, like, oh, my husband passed away. He was a machinist come to my house and help me value the stuff. And what the guy does is he takes all the stuff, he values it, he sells it, and then, you know, it's consignment. So he takes a commission and pays the person back. So it's probably the best deal for the widow, you know, aside from like having all these strangers in your house, this guy takes everything. He probably don't get as much money, but you know, he, he deals with it all for you. And the store had so much cool stuff. I mean, like nothing in, nothing in particular that I really needed, but like, I mean, he had, if you were a young person starting out, he was, it was like going to a pawn shop, but they only sold tools. Like that was the pricing, you know, drills Hmm. for 15, 20 bucks and a circular saw for 25 bucks and, you know, tons of old precision tools But anyway, while I was there, I was telling him how I had stopped at like four or five antique stores and antique malls on my trip. Dude, I didn't find a single thing. I went to probably five antique malls. Some of them were like three or four floors. And you know how when you go to one of these in like Maine or in Vermont, there's like usually like Starrett stuff and there's vices and anvils and there was nothing in Michigan. And I asked the guy why, and he said that for some reason, like... The antique stores in that place are really just for kind of home decor and like clothes, and that if you want to find tools, he's like you got to go to the pawn shops. And I was like, listen, I said I'm barely able to go to the antique stores and convince my poor girlfriend to walk through them. I'm like, I ain't going to the Detroit pawn shops with poor. (laughs) Yeah, that's the
1: place to take her.
2: But it's just it's so interesting to me that like regionally, like when we went up to the Precision Museum, what was that like? A year and a half ago. Yeah. We just went to that random antique mall. Yeah. There was like, I bought air precision level. Yeah. You bought some the micrometers. There were drawers
3: of micrometers, like piles yeah. of micrometers. It was weird. I'm mm-hmm. like, is this and it was like, a minute. We, we didn't
2: know that that place was going to be particularly good. We literally just, I think one of us just Googled like antique store and we went yeah. there. And I think like most of us wound up leaving with something. Yeah. And I just, it's so funny because like I went to this antique mall. Um, I don't remember what town it was in now, but as you, as I pulled up, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like a gold mine. Like it said, architectural salvage on it. I was like, there's going to be amazing stuff in here. And there was really nice, like, um, you know, like old doors and hardware and stuff. And I just kept waiting to like walk into the booth that would have, you know, all the cool tools and, you know, all the vintage stuff and, Angela was even looking she was like oh what's you know because she's got her eyes out and I kept telling her you always got to look on the ground because nobody wants to pick the heavy vice up and put it on the table so Mm. we're both like combing this three-story antiques mall biggest one in the state of Michigan and I didn't find anything wow Mm. it was so weird but anyway it was nice to get away and relax a little bit
1: nice to be home too I bet
2: (laughs) yes it was good to get back to the shop um you know because the whole time I'm gone, it's like the emails and and all the other stuff is still going. So, but I did take a, I took like a six day break from Instagram, which is like a pretty big deal. I didn't I didn't post for like six days. Wow, more than that. But, wow. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the fact that Derek just got three brand new white. Toolboxes yeah, with the I little green tab on the front. Let's talk about it. Derek. I don't know what what's going on over Because there? Derek's
3: buying up a storm, and you're not buying anything lately. <laughs> I bought that's, something yesterday that he I'm going to talk about. Used to do an Amazon. Yeah. Used to do an Amazon delivery a day on top of auction stuff, and now it's like nothing. And Derek's, you know, setting himself up with a nice, nice new tools.
2: I in, keep putting his case, address on my uh, orders. I think in
1: case my wife's listening. I'm a. That's my new sponsor, Festool. That's right. Thank you, Festival, for sponsoring the Derek from Alden channel. Now, <laughs> I am, um, it was just kind of strange how it happened. It wasn't intentional. I it was an wa- accident. Yeah, just... I, I, I came out and they were in my car. No, I wanted mm-hmm. to get a domino for a while. And um, just because I can't do joinery, woodwork, and, and I just, I it's too frustrating for me. So I've always wanted one. And, um, I found out that you couldn't get them anywhere. Every place has been sold out, back ordered because of everything going on. So it just kind of made me want one even more. And um, so I'm like calling every place and nobody has them. You can't get them. And my local woodcraft, they were saying, oh, yeah, we think we're getting one, but we, we doubt it. And so it came in and. Uh, so I bought it. I felt obligated to buy it, you know. But um, I tell you, I love the thing. I mean, Chris, you have one, right? Yeah, you know yeah. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. I've, I've talked to woodworkers who've literally said, like, I thought I sucked at building furniture, and then I bought a Domino, and now I'm good at. It. Dude, it's it's a
1: it's a it's amazing. It's I thought so. I have a biscuit joint, and I thought like that's what it was. No, it's just so not a biscuit. It's just so nice. It makes it like. It it really makes it so anybody can do woodwork, and it just it's mm-hmm. so so nice. But so I'm, I I love it. But um the sander that was kind of not intentional. The sander it was I have a, a small um festival finish sander, and it's um I keep having issues with it, and I never really thought of it. It's more of a finish sander than a sander sander, and that's kind of what I use it as. So. I went there to get a pot for it, and the guy's like, "Yeah, it's really not made for what you're doing, and you're gonna keep having issues." So, I bought the Santa. So yeah, it just yeah. kind of that took care of that problem. The third box was just dominoes. So that's all the. Isn't third that box isn't
2: was. that a sucker though? When you buy the domino joiner and you think you're done for the like eleven yeah. bucks, then yeah. they tell you that each of the yeah. cutters. So Paul, you have some Festool stuff, so you, yeah. you know, yeah, but, like. like... When you buy the domino joiner, each cutter, is if you buy yeah. it individually, they're, I think, $50 each. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you buy the the kit, it comes with yeah. all the cutters and all the dominoes. And that's – it's like
1: kit. $400, isn't it? Yeah, Ter? yeah, yeah. So my my local Woodcraft, that's the only way they get them now is a kit because they're like it doesn't make sense to just mm-hmm. buy, not buy it. That's what I was thinking. Like I'm looking at it. I'm like saying to myself, I would be so pissed if I got home mm-hmm. – And I had to, you know, go buy bits because, like, I didn't understand how the whole thing worked. And I thought it was all like these settings. And that was one of the reasons why I hadn't gotten it. Because I was like, I just didn't want to deal with something complicated. But then I didn't realize each cutter is like a different size and that deals with the domino and once you get it i mean it, it's really really nice the way i mean everything they have is just so nice like i always thought it was bullshit with their prices and but you use this stuff and it's just it's just really nice stuff i mean just the way it comes apart to change the cutter, it's like it's just so easy it just works perfectly and i, I love it i i really do and the sander It just works great, sucks up all the dust, Mm -hmm. and I have a festival vacuum that I use with it. And uh, it just makes everything nice, you know, and it's just all stacks Mm -hmm. together, and it's nice. So that's it. And I'm getting to be the age, too. It's just like I don't want to deal with bullshit, shitty tools anymore either. You know what I mean? I just feel like I want to use nice stuff, you know, and I'm going to blame the guys that have that nice stuff making me want it, and it's their fault. So Yeah,
2: so for those of you who aren't familiar with a domino joiner, um, but maybe you're familiar with a biscuit joiner. So like a biscuit joiner cuts a probably about a three sixteenths slot. It's essentially mm-hmm. just a saw blade on its side and it just nicks its way in and then you use what looks like a biscuit. It's like a little oval wafer. And the idea of a biscuit joiner is it's really just for alignment, and then the biscuit's mm-hmm. supposed to swell up when it gets glue. That's why they're always made out of really lightweight material. But a domino joiner is more like a um, it's more like a dowel. But instead of trying to do alignment with a dowel where you've got that 360 degree range of motion where it can move, it's, it's shaped like a domino, like from the game dominoes and the, the festival domino joiner, when you cut the first, uh, mortise, the first female cut, it is perfectly sized to the domino. So it's a tight Mm -hmm. fit. And then there's actually a little knob on the joiner that lets you oversize the next cut so that when you go to put your pieces together, if you're not perfectly, perfectly aligned, your pieces will still fit. So it's great for glue ups, but also if you need to make stuff that can come apart, you can make both sides of the joint uh, tight and then you'll mm-hmm. get like a really nice friction fit yeah. just by using these dominoes. Yeah, um, it's amazing. It's really unbelievable. And the dominoes are, you know, they're not super cheap, but, when you no. look at them in comparison to biscuits, it's like, it's not yeah. even the same thing. Like, they're yeah, not even no. the same category at
1: all. Yeah, no. And now they have the, the ones you can take it apart. Like, so you mm-hmm. could, if you want to, make knockdown furniture and stuff like yeah. that. So it's really cool. I mean, they really, everything they have is just top notch. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, you, you know, cry once, buy once, you know, and it's over and that's it. But it's nice stuff. So, yeah, that's it's it. Worth it. Yeah.
2: Anything so. new this week, Paul, or in the last two weeks? Oh, you got a new welder. <laughs> oh, hold on. We can't hear oh, you, Paul.
1: I can't hear him. What's Uh-oh. going on? Demute us?
2: He didn't get a new microphone. No. Uh oh. So I bought this great new welder and uh, <laughs> I
1: can weld all the things. It's like his mic broke or something. Did you Uh-oh. unplug it? Nope. Oh, Paul's no, Paul's not with us. Nothing. So Paul's uh, gone. Do I have to buy another Festool tool now?
2: Yeah, did you get a Festool microphone. Not
1: yeah, no. Nothing. You see, he must have bought the um, the what's it called, the rigid microphone.
2: He bought the bootleg China mic. Yeah, he's right so, now. He's set on his external microphone. Now, well, you, folks, have, have you here's bought a opportunity? Me? Yeah. Yes, I have. But yeah. well, here's a perfect today? opportunity to talk about the Makery Network. Which is where their podcast is hosted. It's a fantastic network of podcasts that you should check out, especially the other podcasts that are hosted by the Makery, but just all of our friends' podcasts. You got the Axe and Iron podcast, you got the Simple Little Life podcast, you got Knife Talk, you got Making It, you got the Maker's Happy Hour. What else we got? Um, you know, I was just talking to the guy from Garage Avenger. Do you ever listen uh, no look at
1: him? No, I have to start expanding a little bit with my podcast because I listen to the same ones and mm-hmm. they're great, but you know, sometimes it just starts to get a little monotonous. So I gotta start listening. What's that one?
2: The Garage Avenger. I I've I've only listened to his. He does a really he does a really good um Instagram kind of like recap of his podcast. I've actually mm-hmm. honestly never listened to a full episode, but he'll Put like little, kind of like buzz clips from his episodes on his Instagram. Yeah, um, and I want to say I think I met him at Maker Central. Yeah, I probably met him too. Um, but he had like Priscilla and Luke from PL Smith on there. He's had a bunch of our friends on there. Um, yeah, and he was just messaging me earlier about coming on and, and doing a doing a little episode with him. So, but yeah. yeah, there's so many good there's so many good podcasts out right now.
1: I know, um, I know, I know. I got to start writing them down because I forget, you know, that's why I got the whiteboard. I get, like, so many things in my head that I just forget, you know, yeah. and it's like I always don't have a book to write it down, and so, but um, what did uh what did you buy?
2: I bought, I bought another, uh, another Rockwell hardness tester.
1: Really? You yes. always need two of them just well, in case your first one story. breaks.
2: Yes. Well, I have two already, so this will be the third one. Oh, because it's, so now it's, you can have two die. One is none. Two is one. one. Three is it better. Is, yep. Four is best. Okay. Okay. So we got to find um, one more. Yes. So yeah, I I bought another Rockwell hardness tester yesterday, and that was not why I went to the shop. I I found a uh, ad on Facebook Marketplace. A guy was supposedly clearing out an entire shop. Um, And, you know, it was one of those, like, everything's got to be out uh, within a week. So I was like, all right, this could be a good deal. So he had a couple bridge ports in the photo. So I asked him how much for one. And he told me he was selling the two bridge ports as a pair along with what he called it. He called it a toolbox full of tooling. So he wanted $3,000 for the two machines and the toolbox. I figured it was a good deal. I went out there. The machines were like mediocre at best and the toolbox had like nothing but junk in it um this place was like really a sheet metal shop and i think they really just had the machines because they needed to have like a bridge port there you know like it wasn't a machine shop where they had like a nice collection of tooling with vices and end mills yeah. and stuff so anyway in the inspection room i walked around the corner and i saw uh a rockwell hardness tester but like a really nice japanese made one in mint condition with like all the attachments to test the different scales, um, all the different like anvils to test, you know, round stuff and different materials and stuff like that. So um it also came with a little cabinet that had like tons of drill bits and taps and stuff in it. So I made a deal with the guy. I bought the hardness tester. So now I have three hardness testers and I've just gotta decide which one I'm gonna sell. Um, cause I know there's plenty of people on Instagram that have messaged me that like they would love to buy one because they're knife makers and they heat treat at home. So I'll figure it out, but that's my kind of my unexpected new tool of the week that I, that I didn't necessarily <laughs> want, but now it's I have this
3: new one nicer than the one you had already.
2: Yeah. And it's the, the new one is like, it's, it's not a Wilson, uh-huh. which is what I had. Like the Wilson Rockwell was like kind of the. Like the name brand American made one. This one is yeah. a Japanese made one, but it's it's a it's a well known brand. I don't remember what it is, and I'll probably wind up keeping the new one because it is like it's definitely the nicest one that I have. Yeah, for sure. you should
1: but try buy them. all them and see
3: what you get for results and stuff. I think you should get another one to be honest with you. No, no, no. Just try yeah. them. See
1: if you get different results on them. You know, well,
3: because it's so funny the third because- hardness tester, right? Because you have a little one too, right?
2: Yeah. And it's so funny because the little one, like I bought it, I think I paid like maybe 125 for it on eBay. And now, cause people are always asking now I look, they're like seven, $800. I think as wow. knife making becomes more popular, like everything associated with it just gets like yeah. the market just goes to shit. Like, you know, it, it's crazy. Like I'm sure who the hell needs a Rockwell hardness tester? Unless you're like a real like machinist, you know?
3: Yeah. Mm. I thought I needed one and now I don't need one.
2: No. I mean, even like, still, like, like I, dude, once you, especially once you have an even heat oven, you pretty you're, much, you're not, it's going to come out real. Like, I did yeah. my, I, when I made that chef's knife, I made it. I did, I used the recipe. I did exactly what the recipe said. I yeah. pulled the knife out of the oven and it, and I tested it. And it was exactly what the recipe said. Like, yeah. you know, like, when, I guess if you're just doing maybe blacksmithing and you're doing, you know experimental materials. You you want to check it, but like you know, it or was kind making, of like a fun, super high end stuff. Like where you yeah, want if to you're make sure if like you're a machine perfect. shop, yeah, yeah, if you're or, a machine shop and you're making parts that have you're to fit like like in with a, a spec, and
3: you're yeah. making thirty thousand dollar knives, and you want to make sure it's perfectly hardened to like whatever nine yeah, and a
2: quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but. you know, listen, it's a it's a cool novelty, like for yeah. like with Jimmy's stuff that he sells, like those. Yeah, those like those razor blades that he he sells. When I when he got the production ones, the ones we got when Derek got his uh, CNC, like as soon as I got home, I tested all of them and I sent him, you know what they were.
3: You, you tested out. What?
2: Who? me? No, Paul. Paul,
3: you can't hear me. Out. You can't oh, hear you me, Paul. Oh I my go God, out. guys! I was like, I don't know. Can you not hear him again? Uh, can you? Can you hear me? Episode hear eight you. is
2: riddled with problems. This
3: is just a disaster.
2: Chris, uh, can you hear me? I can hear you guys. We'll just keep going and pretend everything's fine. Yeah, I can hear everyone now. Hello. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's cool to be able to, to test the hardness and stuff. And like you know, when I tested Jimmy's stuff, I said, "Dude, take the readings that I got and put them on your website because there are going to be people that are going to harass him to say like, oh, well, is this even really a razor blade? Because you know, how hard is it?' And he's people like, yeah, give him a hard so-
1: time. It's beveled on one side only. People need it's to get like it right. a, yeah, so you can cut it on a straight edge, you know. But it's like, who gives a shit? It's a stupid and razor don't buy platform. it. Yeah, I get like, so angry. Funny yeah yeah but yeah i think anyway. paul just falls asleep i don't think the don't audio think goes it away i think uh, he just drifts down and falls asleep or something
2: i yeah, yeah well you maybe. know what it is the the video feed is very delayed so i keep thinking i'm seeing paul's mouth moving but no words are coming out. Uh, but, uh, but anyway yeah. what do you guys have coming up this week Derek? what are you working on
1: what am I working on? I am going to do an epoxy job. So it was funny. I was thinking, what the hell did I do all week? I thought I did something else. And I remember now I flattened a sla- a cookie slab that, or whatever you call it, that I got from uh, Maker Camp last year. And I had two of them, and one of them I flattened and it kind of got screwed up because I s- screwed it up. And the second one I said, you know what, I'm going to try to do this the right way. So... This week I am going to try to get epoxy poured on a cookie slab that I flattened. So that's, that's what exciting. I yeah, I also want to get. I didn't put that um, plasma table together. It was just so goddamn hot. It's been <laughs> so hot out here. It's like the last thing in the world I want to do is go outside and work on that stupid thing. I mean, I could and then plasma inside. cut. Yeah yeah so i that hasn't been done but yeah i've been messing around with um it was pretty good i had um it, that was another thing too that was really nice i had um jeff roadie jeff come over and help me with my um cnc and get the little kinks i had in that taken care of and you know, i was able to flatten the slab so i played with that and just um having some fun it's just i've been enjoying myself in the shop you know it's been four weeks i've been down here having um having some fun so i mean i think it's going to end all this week but um it's been fun so that's what i'm doing i'm working on a cookie this week
2: nice did you see like um i i've never done epoxy in uh like a the end cut of a log like that are yeah. you worried about like the moisture in it or anything is it like have you been checking no uh,
1: no this thing i have a meter i haven't checked it this thing is so dried out i don't think it's going to be an issue and one of them's so thin And I really don't care. I just want to experiment a little bit. That's the whole thing reason I'm doing this. I mean, if I get something nice out of it, it'll be a bonus. But I think I screwed one of them up. What happened was after I cut it, you have all the little lines in it. I put penetrating epoxy on it, and I think it froze all the five is like that. So Mm. I've been sanding, sanding. I can't get rid of them. So they're just about gone. Yeah, but I just, I'm running out of cookie. That's the way the cookie crumbles, you know. Yeah. But, um, that's but right. yeah, so I'm running out of cookie. Yeah. So I think that one's going to, you like that one, Paul? Um, that was a good so one. I think, <laughs> thank you. So I think that's going to be the way that one ends. The other one, what I did was I made sure it was pretty flat when I started. I surfaced it and I sanded it, and so it's good. And um, so that one, I think, is the one I'm going to try to do something. But it's funny, I'm looking at it. And I put it on Instagram, and I said to people, oh, what should I do with it? Everybody's like, oh, make a clock, make a clock. And I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. And then I'm like, I fucking hate those clocks. Like, I hate when people <laughs> do that. When you go into a place, it's like so dated, like 1970, you know, um, you know, Roman numerals, gold Roman mm-hmm. numerals on it. It's like, eh, I don't know. So I, I just want to play with some of the epoxy and, and make something, you know, and see what happens. So that's yeah. what I'll be doing this week. So.
2: That's cool. Yeah. Paul, what do you got working on?
3: Um, let's see. Uh, I, I have to um install the staircase soon. I got to finish up those racks. Um, things have been kind of you know a little slower this this week. Um, and next week I think might be a little slower, and then things are gonna get really really busy. So it's kind of a nice break. Um, I'm not working from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. anymore. Um, at least for this week, but. Um, Tomorrow, I got to go to Pennsylvania to pick up a uh, big cast iron T-slot table that I bought by mistake at an auction. It was kind of by mistake. Um, I placed (laughs) a bid of like 200 bucks or 250 bucks um, just to hold my place because I figured out like no one like this is going to go way higher than 200 bucks. And I just placed a bid so that when I got outbid, it would remind me that I was still, like, trying to get this thing. And then no one bid on it, and I forgot all about it. And then I looked at it one day, and I it said that I won it. So it's, like, another 12-foot long uh, cast iron, like, welding table. It looks like it came off of well, a cool. huge machine. It wasn't, like, a welding table. Nice. But it's, almost yeah, like, it's
2: from, like, a die, die press or something. That's yeah, something table.
3: huge. Like, it's 12 feet long, probably, like, 3 feet wide, so it's not quite as wide as my other one. But it looks like basically a bridge port, like table on a bridge port, just way, way bigger. Um, so that'll it's probably be-
2: from an old shaper. That's actually what Matt has in his motorcycle shop. Oh, really? He's got a shaper. He's got a shaper bed, and I want to say it's like, like nine feet planer? long. A
3: metal
2: planer. A metal planer. That's what I meant to say. A metal planer. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened with my T-slot table. That thousand-pound one. That, that nice really little one nice. that I got. Yeah. I put a two hundred dollar bid on it, and then I was it was I was at work, and in the any basically anywhere but inside my office in my building in Jersey has zero service so i put a 200 bid on it and then i went on a walkthrough and cuz i couldn't sit and watch it and when i got back to my office i got the pop up that the bidding has had ended and i was like oh man i wish i would have you know been able to bid that up because i would have loved to get it and then it turned out that i got it for 200 so sometimes it works out. how do you
3: um i think the strategy on bidspotter oh what's that
1: how do you – that staircase, how are you installing it on site? Do they have equipment there to install it or like – Yeah, there's the... a little
3: mini excavator. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have a little mini excavator that we're going to use. We, we use that to install the other steel that was on site there, and then we'll just throw some straps mm-hmm. around it and lift it into place. Yeah, because it's too heavy to lift. It's, yeah. Uh, the eyeball oh, actually pretty beefy. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... I was just
1: looking at it. That's what I was wondering. I was like, man, that's let's get some girth.
3: Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're gonna do for that. Um, otherwise, we would probably—I'm sure—we'd be able to figure some some type of setup out with like, uh, like come along or like come a along, so yeah, and yeah. some type yeah. of thing. I don't know, but it'll just be easier, um, yeah. with the machine. Um, I was on a
2: job in the city once where they had a like a floating—it uh, was like a mono stringer staircase—and yeah, for some reason, my boss, my boss had bit it with a bunch of companies uh to build it in we were in new york city and he found this one company who they 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 act as though you would think that they're based in new york but they actually have everything fabricated in italy and then shipped over and they're still cheaper they were still cheaper than the guys in new york so this guy bid the staircase fabricated in italy sent over and then um this you know, this team of steel installers from Brooklyn received it and then came to install it. And the way that they raised the staircase through the opening was that the guy had the bright idea of bringing in a piece of like probably six by six by three eighths angle and bolting it together and then strapping uh, a winch to it to lift the staircase. And I'm like, dude, he didn't want to lose the material. I'm like, dude, you got to weld this together. What do you like, mean? He had two pieces,
3: enough. like a seam and then bolted it together
2: he had two, so he had a, he had an opening, maybe like four feet by call it 12 feet, right? Like yeah. the top opening of the staircase. Yeah. And yeah. he assembled the staircase on the ground and then he needed to lift, you know, the top of the staircase yeah. into place so that he could tack it in. So instead of bringing like an I-beam, it was in, you know, it was in a, it was in a building on Park Avenue. So he yeah. couldn't bring like tons of equipment, but he had a genie lift. So he brought two pieces of angle and he he straddled over the staircase in the long direction over the 12 foot span, bolted the uh, the the angle together and then was it hung. bolted
3: like this, like if this is the two piece of angle, just bolted like
2: so. No. So he had he had the two pieces of angle, butt jointed with another wow. piece of angle on top. So yeah. it was like a like not a scarf joint, but it, it had a plate. It was like Why the a, hell like a didn't bridge just
3: get a bigger piece of angle
2: because he couldn't get it up in the building but his guys kept uh, telling him like hey I think we have to weld this together uh, yeah, weld this yeah. together but I don't think the guy wanted to lose the material cuz he was going to have to then cut it back up so anyway his it's guys like are are $10. cranking yeah his guys are cranking up this winch and we're watching the i beam just sag in the center and all I'm thinking is like like it doesn't take a lot to shear a bolt you know what I'm saying like that's when bolts fail they they, yeah. they fail in shear and all I kept thinking was, like, if he drops this staircase, it's going to go through the floor. Oh, we're yeah. on, like, the 12th floor of this building. <laughs> we're already, like, skating on the thin ice with the collapse. landlord and everything. So finally his guys, like, they get nervous, and they stick the genie lift underneath the staircase just for when the when the winch fails. And uh, they wound up taking it down. He went out. He got actually another piece of angle and, and lifted it back up. But I probably have pictures Lord. of it. I'll have to uh, try to find them and put them on the – on the uh, on the crazy. Instagram that we haven't updated in two weeks. But anyway, speaking of steel, I'm finishing up the, the the ramp of death, which I'm sure everyone has seen the footage of now, and I can't wait to hear Paul crazy. and Derek's uh, uh, oh, take on the ramp.
1: I don't even like to I don't even like to look at it. It just looks so dangerous, man. It's like I wouldn't even want to stand up on the top of the van roof. Like I can't believe yeah, that kid jumps it, and it looks. He does it. He makes it look so easy. Oh, I know. Makes me want to do it. I know. I just fall. Break my neck. It's just, I know. Even if I got over it, like, fine, I would just fall on my side and slide down the other side. The best is when I was a kid
3: and I would build a jump in the yard and, like, I'd hit the jump and I'd think, like, I was in the air for like five seconds. I thought I went 10 feet up near and i set up a video yeah. so I could see like just how high I went. Cause I thought it'd be such an awesome yeah. video. I'm like literally six inches in the air. Like I, th- yeah. I just did like, <laughs> like I should be in the X games or something. And I watched the video back and like yeah. before my back tire got off the ramp, the front tire hit the ground already. Like that was always to happen. So I can't imagine like, what. I...
1: I know. Like I thought he'd have to go like 50 miles an hour to like, get up the know, right? and go. like he just goes it's it's unbelievable just to see him go over it.
2: yeah well like they're pedaling from across the parking lot to get that amount of speed and like so we set it up still doesn't seem that, that was, fast it, it just yeah. seems I mean, like, he's probably you know I mean? going like 15 20 miles an hour because yeah, he's yeah, pedaling yeah. full speed but like the ramp is seven foot one from the ground to the deck. Wow. And then he's going at least six feet, seven feet above that. So we were gonna shoot a photo. I was gonna stand on the on the deck. Oh, he's I was gonna, gonna jump over. He's gonna jump me. And that was gonna be like the thumbnail photo. You know? Yeah. Um and, and like I keep saying, he's been so cool about like this being a collaborative thing. Like he's telling me how like he can't wait to put both of our logos on it and stuff. So it's been it's been really great to work with him, but like them riding it for the first time was like it was just so cool to watch. And like the fact that, you know, the the van, like, you know, stayed really stable and they were able to ride it. And I was worried that the motion of his suspension was going to kind of like affect his ability to get momentum. Moment I was wondering. And I thought it was going to like stunt him. We call it, you'd call it like anti pop. Because uh-huh. that'll happen yeah. if you like ride into something yeah. that gives. Uh- and he, uh, he said he didn't feel it at all. He said it totally felt like a normal box jump and it rode like, totally fine wow. so it's you know we were looking at it like I was I was watching the cage inside Matt was watching the cage inside I kept filming slow-mo videos so I could go back and kind of see the points where it was flexing you know but uh yeah we're in the home stretch it's pretty cool the so first cool. time
1: was he like oh shit, like, I'm nervous Or so it was he like
2: I'm, I'm, I can't wait to do it like, was he, he just like he took like maybe three or four run ups before he went full speed. These kids are animals, I know which I at. thought was like insane. And like when I built yeah. so like I, the landing was like proven, right? We knew that the landing worked because we had set that up a couple weeks ago. As soon as I got the landing set up, I hadn't even put in all the pins. He was already like jumping off the side <laughs> of the landing. And I was like, dude, Anthony, like I haven't even finished setting it up. He's like, yo, this is so awesome. I can't wait like it was hysterical and then when I finally got the lip set up you know it was getting later in the day it was like we've been working all day it was like 100 degrees out yeah. and, it like and it was like probably five o'clock yeah I felt like I was gonna die I know right <laughs> I like couldn't wait he couldn't wait to uh to start jumping it and then next thing you know he's pedaling full speed across the parking lot. Just he like gives it full no gas. helmet and he said that he's fully confident that he can like trick over it. Like he can three it, he can tail oh. whip it. Like,
3: are you, you going to get not, a picture of
2: him jumping it? or
1: something? Or... Yeah. Are you going to three he's...
2: it? He's. Yeah. No, I'm not going to three it. I rode the lip a little bit, but I had. Matt actually had to leave early that day, and he had my sneakers in my truck. He took my truck. Oh. And so I was there just with the boots, but you know, I was riding it with the yeah. boots. I had my bike, though. Oh, yeah. Was a little more comfortable for me than. Uh, you got to go over button. it once. You have to. Are you gonna go over it? Oh yeah. I'm not. I won't clear the whole. Oh, thing. Really? It's way too oh, big. Oh yeah. No way, dude. No Been way. Crack? So, dude, it is. It is just so massive. Yeah, it's huge. Like the the so like just for perspective, like so that's a seven foot box jump. The skate park that like I I wouldn't even say I grew up riding it. It didn't even wasn't even built till like later on in my time riding BMX. The box jump there is five feet tall. So this is two feet bigger than the biggest box jump that like I would ever have ridden. Huh, you know? Wow. Yeah, it's nothing. Exactly. It's only you know, two feet. it's uh it's only two feet. But anyway, yeah. it's it's been a really fun project and we're basically in the home stretch now. We're almost done. So that's kind of uh that's kind of it. So what are you guys watching? Derek, what have you been watching? I know you got somebody it's good.
1: So funny. So I was watching I don't usually watch it, but um, what's his name? Dustin Smarter Every Day. Have you, mm-hmm. have you ever watch his stuff? I go through these phases where like, so I'll good. watch him for a little while, then I'm not. But he's doing this series where he's on the sub a submarine with the Navy the, mm-hmm. under the ice. Dude, he bought, the other day when the video came out, and it's the one where, like, first one, like, he go, it's how he gets there, then he goes under. Just watching him, like, you don't think of it. You know a submarine, they're under, you know, inside this thing but man those guys you want to talk about brass balls like it just it's (laughs) it's just amazing that these you know men and women do this it it just like in it's funny they're talking they gave them a lot of access and it's very very interesting just on now they're going to do like different systems on it like how they get water how they get air how they eat all this stuff but um it was like Mm he's talking with the captain and stuff and it's like they leave, and they are the most secretive, um, like branch of the military. Nobody knows where they go. They get sealed mm-hmm. orders. They fulfill them, and there's no way to track them. Nothing. They're trying to make GPS for under the ice right now, but it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Even if like if he's not your thing, and you know, it, it just, it's just it's a it's amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing the ones on like how they make the water and that type stuff. And um, one of the um, offices, she's actually going to school right now at MIT, and um, she's like on a program where she's on a two-year uh, leave, and she's down in Cape Cod uh, studying. But it's pretty good. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. I give you like, like, mad respect for these guys and, and women that are, that are out there doing it. Because I tell you, it's it's like I work in a manhole every day and underground, and that's a little claustrophobic. This is like, oh the yeah, so forget it, it's that. It's pretty
3: cool. No, yeah, I can't believe it's, they it's get people so to sign up. Like, how do people even awesome. like, it's, it's, to it, do it?
1: It's a very elite group of people yeah. that do it. And it, it just its really, I, I tell you, it really puts it into perspective, like, just how some people live. In, oh, yeah. How uh, people give up for, like, freedom and stuff like that. It's pretty amazing. So just give that a watch. It, it was really, really good. I watched it last That's night really when, you, when
3: you texted us. I started watching. I got like, yeah. 20 minutes in. It's crazy.
1: Just so when he was going down that staircase, yeah, it was like, was going, how does oh, anybody oh find God? It was like you know, a one foot opening. I know he has now. He's in the Arctic Circle, so he's got yeah. all this like gear. What happens if there's a fire, 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 and I gotta get out of the thing. Well, that's what that's what one of the videos is gonna <laughs> be on. That they have to be trained in the
3: fire and all that stuff. So uh oh! Did we lose Chris? No. It's crazy. I I don't even understand how they drive those things. Honestly, when I was looking at the submarine, it looked like the thing came out of the nineteen seventies. Like, yeah,
1: it's yeah. not that yeah. new. You
3: think it'd be all like futuristic and like no, modern?
1: It is like old It is. It's like I think it is.
3: It just... <laughs> It's like an yeah, old RV in no. there.
1: <laughs> no, but that's how they make it. It's Like that's a Winnebago in there. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, but
1: that's just all legit, solid stuff. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's not like you know, nothing fancy, high tech. Just it's shit timeless design. It's
3: yeah. 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 It's pretty, right, pretty, pretty amazing. I don't understand like driving the thing. Like, what do you do? Like, you're sitting on yeah. a seat and you're like looking at a wall with a steering wheel. There's like no windows. Yeah. Like, no. It's just a you talking little, to like, like, the kid. Yeah. Oh, He's, he was just standing. It was just like a yeah. pole with
1: a little wheel. I was
3: like, he's yeah. driving this thing? And it's funny because you yeah. think like the the, the the captain that the ship would be driving it, but they got like the skipper driving the thing. The captain oh, yeah. He do not want to be bothered with that. He doesn't yeah. want to be bothered yeah. because it's probably yeah, like boring. Yeah,
1: yeah but, but it's you like you got, he's got like four guys up two people. minutes. You got this like 22-year-old
3: kid driving probably like a $10 billion dollar nuclear submarine. Yep. It's like this kid barely yep. started yeah. driving a car. He probably crashed his car a hundred times. It's like, <laughs> he probably it's not that much to go so into
2: when you're in the ocean, I guess. So. I mean,
3: I don't yeah. know. It's crazy the way people like how people even do that. God. Yeah, it is. So that's
2: like fine. To keep watching. Yeah, that, that. that
3: was a good one. I don't have a good one like that. I don't even know. Come what on, I was Paul. Watching. you got to have something good. You always watch. Honestly, I've literally been so busy. I have, I, I don't have, I don't have much. I don't know what, like, every, I just every really week. To, like all my podcasts that I typically listen to. Like Joe Rogan or like the fighter, no, they did. "No, I did pass already. I need to make one of her recipes." I don't know. I don't know. Shoot,
2: nothing. All right, Paul's. Following. Hold on. I did have. something. Watching. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll skip you. I've I've been watching. Um, and we all we've all met Mike. Um, Michael Alm. Alm oh fam, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you met him at some of the Crazy. events. He's right. uh He's been doing. He's been. I feel like kind of doubling down on his, uh, his content on YouTube. And maybe it's, maybe it's just that, um, my suggested, I've just been pushing him a lot, but his videos have been coming up and I've just watched like his last couple of videos and they're all just like so good. Like he's so just crazy. making such great stuff and he's doing these, he does these, uh, like patterned plywood things and just really like thoughtful uh, thoughtful furniture design, and just everything is just super clean, really good. And I feel like he just passed a hundred thousand subscribers not that long ago, and he's already up to like hundred and fifty thousand. Wow, it's like really? he he yeah. deserves all the all the credit. And um, yeah, just really good thoughtful design, really good quality videos. Paul, you would love his videos. There, yeah, there, yeah. right up your alley. And his stuff is really stuff. good. He does amazing
1: things, and it always amazes me people that have the like the brain to like do like look at that stuff and figure out like oh i'm gonna cut it this way flip it do this you know it, it, it'll come out in this pattern it just it's unbelievable the stuff he does it's beautiful mm. it really is
2: yeah i gotta check him so out I mean, michael Alm, um, good guy also just a nice he's just a good guy i've hung out with him a couple times he's yeah
3: really, really yeah he's super nice guy yeah check him out i guess the and, one thing i've been watching I, i've been watching jody welding tips and tricks I'm watching this, his yeah. uh, stick welding videos, trying to get some, trying to get some tips on on stick welding because I never really had a good, like real stick welder. I always had just had, the, I always had the little TIG welder that you could like, run. Do you with.
1: have a job where you have the stick weld? Oh, today, today I did.
3: And then um, the staircase, I do because I have to weld the, the staircase into an existing beam that I put in like months ago. Um, and I just, yeah. need, just need to have one. Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice to have so a. So what is it? Sword. Is it
1: so much? Is it like hotter or something? Or what's what the do you difference mean? with the stick welding? Like how come you can't like um
3: you know mig weld it or something?
2: Can't mig weld it?
3: Well, it, I, it's because I'm out in the field. It's like I, uh, I, I have a suitcase that I could take with me with flux core wire in it. Oh, I have okay. a suitcase yeah. that could do like you know short circuit mig. I could do dual shield with it. I could hook a gas bottle up to it. I could do flux core out of it. Um, but it's, but it, it, that's really for, if you have like a lot of welding to do, like you're going to be set up in a spot and you're going to be welding, like yeah. a big moment connection or something, but it's, yeah. it's easier just to like, if you got a little bit of welding to do, you just take the leaves, like just, just, stick, stick weld, yeah. just stick weld it. Okay. Yeah. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. It's just for, for quicker stuff. It's easier to just stick weld it with some 70, yeah. um, but it's so nice. It's, it welds so smooth. It's god I it's love it. It's funny
1: cuz I bought some sticks cuz I want to try it.
3: I haven't tried um, it yet. I, I literally today I just went to Home Depot and bought the crappy ones that they had at Home Depot. They they suck. They're, you got to go to the welding supply place to get them. Because yeah. I don't know what they'll
1: dry out, right? No, they get
3: wet. They absorb water. Mm-hmm. But that's why you got to okay. keep them in I got to get a rod oven too. I'm um, supposed to have a rod oven. But you, you I bought those little um what, what are those things called that I think you have them for your TIG yes, rods? Exactly. Or, no, no, no. The, the, uh, uh, oh, the tubes? The tubes. What are those called? Chris, you mm-hmm. have them, right, for your TIG? Tube, I, mean, I don't know, the yeah, tube. Yeah. No, they so. sell them for, for um, stick electrodes, and so I bought a couple of those.
2: Yeah, I have a, I have a couple of those, actually, because I bought some... Uh, Chris Cash sold me some cast iron build-up rod oh, yeah. that he had had, and it was just like sitting in like a plastic bag, so I ordered a couple stick rod holders just because I feel like you know even for the stick rod that i have now i don't use i'm actually i don't think i've ever welded with stick rod in my own shop oh, really? only at other shops yeah yeah because i have no reason to do yeah, it why would i never want to do it inside anyway yeah you know but i do have a bunch of cast iron to repair um on a couple old vices so i'm going to be using some some uh like heavy nickel rod but anyway but yeah it's uh those little holders did, did you get the one with a little like pocket clip I just imagine, like, how much I'd hate my life if I had to just constantly walk around with, like, five pounds of stick rod. No, on no. I didn't know they even had
3: the clips on them. They have little, um for your, like, belt, like an iron worker's tool belt. They have uh, electrode holders, yeah. a little, like leather ones that you could just put on your tool belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much it with that thing. Um, nice.
2: Did we do the tools yet? Yeah, we did tools. We did what we're watching. We did what, what we're was working my, on. We did everything. What was my tool? Oh well, you got cut off. Oh, oh the welder. Nice new
3: welder. Yeah, yeah. That was how was that thing? The welder. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. I love it. It's so nice. And now I have a, like just a generator. Like I, I got to get a steel truck set up next. I'm gonna buy a truck and like a big truck and set up racks and have the welder on there and oxyacetylene tanks and everything. Um, it's nice. just a necessary thing. I can't really keep doing this without one. Plus Fred's truck's Literally gonna like Fall apart
2: Well at least you have The forklift So it's easy for you To move your Your welder in and out Of your truck Yeah It's not like It's not I mean I'm sure it's still work But at least it's not Like a total No no It's not
3: terrible But I just My truck gets destroyed And it's too small You should make a nice Welder's pallet And just move it I could do that But the problem is It's really not even the welder The welder's fine in my truck It's just all the other tools It's like I have nowhere To put them It's like a short bed
2: Um but I'll get a make truck. A welder's pallet and then, uh, you know, an insert. And then you can just have all your stuff in it.
3: I got my eye on a truck I want to get. There you truck. go.
2: Next, that's next week's. That's for next yeah. week's episode. Oh, one more
3: thing. I bought I bought a cooler, Chris. I bought a Yeti cooler. And I'm going to oh, make an even colder no. air conditioner than you. I'm going to cut a hole right <laughs> in the top. <laughs> the
1: price of the Yeti cooler will be cheaper to buy a van with AC. Yeah,
3: I'm going yeah. to cool my shop with it. That's how good the Oh, my God. How did you cut all the hole the in freaking the top?
2: All comments. I, uh, uh, Sawzall. Oh, uh, yeah. No, uh, uh, jigsaw. Oh, okay. You could watch my video at youtube.com slash make everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every freaking comment about how I should just, all the different things I should do and the dry ice and the blocks of do. ice and you know this you should and do? that. You know what you should do?
3: There's, 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 go on kayak.com You get a nice hotel
2: yeah that's right discount that's right if if we stayed in a hotel fifty two dollars for the night yeah The, the campsites were almost that expensive but anyway that about does it for this week's episode of the handmade podcast once paul delves into uh talking about my ice cooler thank you guys for listening this has been episode eight it's been a great two months we've been recording the podcast pretty soon we'll be at episode 100 and we're gonna have a huge party it's gonna be way bigger than the making it 100 party there's gonna be 20,000 people there at least um all your favorite celebrities and yeah um and we're all gonna share the same mask we're just gonna have one mask at the door you put it on anyway thank you guys for listening check out the makery and the other podcast check out our instagram that we never post on but it's at handmade podcast i think i always forget what the name of the instagram is so no one's even, watch. no one's even yes. whatever whatever who even does instagram yeah. check us out on tiktok at the hand that's where it's, that TikTok is <laughs> that's about right
3: it. tiktok is big
2: check us out on on tiktok paul's been doing all the dances he's got them all down he also Renegade. posts all of his video game highlights on tiktok as well oh my god um, all the good stuff uh that's about it I'm Chris Epp from Make Everything. I'm
3: Derek from Malden. I'm Paul Pinto. (laughs) I hate that so much. I don't want to do that anymore. I do too. Ah. Just give us a thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.